Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. More frequently, I love being here with you guys. I'm excited this morning. I can sense that you guys are excited. We're in this summer season. I've come in and there's a buzz around the place. Paul's led us fantastically well. The worship team have led us into the presence of God. This is Arena at its best this morning, guys. And I'm excited to be here. You deserve a round of applause. Come on. For all you're doing here, thank you, guys. You're doing a tremendous a tremendous job. Also, it was wonderful to see those um, pictures going up of the back. It's been a long journey for us so far, and we're not quite there yet, but we are so close. The potential for all those rooms at the back, we're going to have office space and, and uh, room space. The kids' church team can't wait to have their own dedicated room. Conferencing in the week, it's all just going to be tremendous. So thank you again, as Paul's already said, uh, for all the work you've done this week. Is that better? Okay. Mike's in the wrong place. <laughs> Okay, is that better? Yeah, great. Okay, so we are in our summer series, um, which is Summer in the Psalms. And um, uh, Phil encouraged us to take our favorite psalm and, um, and also then to just share that with you. Um, Helen coordinated this so that we wouldn't all speak on Psalm 23, which is a lot of people's favorite psalms. Um, But actually, I'm not even going to speak on a whole psalm or half a psalm. I'm going to speak on a favorite um, scripture in one of my psalms that, that has spoken to me. Is that okay? So I'm not going against what Phil's asked us to do, but what I have done is I've, I've prayed and I'm like, Lord, this scripture that I'm going to share with you has been something that um, has impacted me for many, many years. And it's found in Psalm 90 and it's verse 12 of Psalm 90. And I'm just going to read to you first of all from the Living Bible. And it says this, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Help us to spend them as we should. Now, I first heard this psalm and it first challenged me when I was in my early 30s. As a young mom, working full time, and having several, um, you know, jobs I was doing, I was, I was working full, full time in the day, I was teaching aerobics in an evening, I used to pick the kids up and take them with me to aerobics classes and sit Josh and Jordan on the front row with me and Josh used to try and do star jumps and come on, you know, he still, still tries, yeah, and, and we, they used to come with me and, and it was a busy, 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 busy season and I heard this, it was actually Brian Houston preach on this, Um, back in my early 30s, about teach me to number my days. And, um, And it's just really stuck with me. Like, why would the psalmist encourage us to teach us to number my days? So what I did was I actually sat down from that time, and I've done it ever since, and wrote all my special days. So what are all my special days? So days like, um, 
when Josh and Jordan were born, when Chris and I got married, and I can remember my wedding anniversary now, um, when, when I got married and um, when I started a new job, when I got a promotion to executive pastor, things like that, all of, all of those special days. And I actually wrote down that um, an example of my special days is just under 100, actually, if you include special holidays. And Chris and I are excited to be in that season of going to all these countries we'd like to visit. It actually comes to less than 100. And my actual lifespan so far has been 19,860 days. But out of those 19,860, on my piece of special days is less than 100. So I don't think the psalmist is referring to teach me to number in that sense of what is special, what is coming up. So what does he mean? It talks about recognize how few they are so I can spend them as I should. When you start looking at your special days, those special moments, it makes you realize actually these are quite few compared to my lifespan. If you remember at the end of last year, in the beginning of this year, uh, we started to talk about our legacy series and Christian gave us a ruler. Can you remember that example, a a piece of paper and we had to cut off um, where we think we're going to end our life and where we are now. And and I was left with a a little bit of paper, (laughs) a little bit of piece of paper like that. And I'm like, wow, that is not very many. And, 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 and this is what I think the psalmist means about teach me to number my days, that there's an intentionality about my days. There's an intentionality about how I spend my day so that I can spend them right. In the NIV version, it put, sorry, the amplified version, it puts it like this. Teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. Cultivate. Cultivate gives me an understanding of there's got to be a preparation. There's a breaking ground. There's a, 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 um, a, a tool building. Teach me to, to how do I do that to gain a heart of wisdom? There's a cultivation that's an intentionality about my day that will lead me to a life of wisdom and understanding. Teach me to number my days. That's one of the reasons as well we encourage people to be in small groups because we believe that in small groups we help each other with an intentionality over our lives. We say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling in this area or I need help in this area. Would you stand with me in your small group? And we stand together and help each other in cultivating what our lives should look like. Cultivate your life. You see, I hear this a lot around people's lives. Well, that, that just happened to me, or I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect that. Or, and there are some things in life that are unexpected. But sometimes I think there's things in lives that can be avoided if we're more intentional with our lives. So, for instance, if I don't watch what I eat, <laughs> and I'm intentional about my diet... I know these trousers that fit me okay at the moment are soon going to be very tight. When I go on holiday, all the clothes when I come back are soon very tight. Because all the intentionality with what I eat goes out the window. 
You know what I mean? If we're not intentional with our lives, things can go wrong. And then we sort of, sort of sit, sit back and think, we don't take responsibility for that. I heard a phrase that really impacted me, and it was this. You are not a spectator of your life. You're a participator. And we can stand back and think that this is just what I accept. This is how my life is. And God says, hey, take your life in order. Teach me to number my days. There's an intentionality about every single day. You know, I look on and I admire other people. You know, one of the things, and I'm going to be very vulnerable with you now, is I've been challenged about my lack of reading. I have, it's, been, it's been a goal of mine for years, you know, and I've always used the excuse, oh, I'm, I'm slow at reading. I am very slow at reading. I have to be honest. I am slow at reading. So I, I went to Audible. I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to solve this because my goal was to read a book a month. And it's been on my goals for about four years now, and I've not achieved it for the last three This year, I thought, right, audible, that's the way forward. I'm going to listen to it. I'm in the car for 40 minutes, 40 minutes a day. I'm going to kill this. I've managed it through audible. The only trouble is with audible is sometimes I'm driving along and I get distracted and then I've missed a chapter and then I'm trying to rewind. I think I'm driving. This isn't actually the safest thing. And then I heard Lisa say at a recent teaching event that we had, she said, I read about four books a month and like, whoa, whoa. I'm struggling with one here, God, you know, and this is a woman that I look to as a very wise lady. I read four a month, and uh, I spoke to her the next day. I asked her, I went, Lisa, is this natural to you? Do you just love reading books? And she said, no, I have to make myself do it. (laughs) I have to be intentional. She said, actually, there's lots of times within me I really don't want to do this, but I've determined I'm going to do it. So I thought, right, I'm going to do that. She inspired me. So I went away. I went, right, Lisa, I'm going to do it. Keep me accountable. I'm going to report back into you next month and see how I'm doing. So I went away. Next night, got my book out. You know, busy day at work. Sat there, 20 minutes in, falling asleep. So, oh, no. Got up, walked around. I thought, right, I'm going to go back to it. Another 20 minutes in. <sighs> right, I can do it. Another 20 minutes in, I'm falling asleep again, you know, and I had to keep getting up. I'm pleased to report I've stuck with it. And in July, I've read five books. (laughs) Now, this is just on the back of doing Audible as well. So when I say read, I've listened to some, I've read some, wherever I've been, I've had them on. The point being, (laughs) it's not been an easy journey for me. I've been four years. I've had to be intentional because it's something I know I need to do in this season. If I'm going to be all God's called me to be, I need to learn more. I need to grow more. I've had to put some work into it. It's been hard. It's not been easy. I've had to be inspired and allow other people to help me with it. But hopefully, I'm getting there at the moment. There's an intentionality about our days You see, sometimes we can live for the next thing. (laughs) How many of us are in that season? I can't wait for my holidays. (laughs) Now, there's nothing wrong with that. We all get tired. We all get busy. But God says, "I'm I'm not wanting you just to keep focusing on the next. I want you to focus on the now. I want you to focus on this day. I want you to focus on the best in this day. You see, God gave the children of Israel... For those of you, they were on a journey in the desert, but all he did when he fed them was enough for this day. (laughs) Enough for today. And sometimes we're just looking out for the next big thing. And God says, if you're intentional with this day, 
Perhaps the next big thing might come along quicker than you thought because we want that promotion. But actually, are we good this day at turning up on time, giving a good day's work, uh, not moaning and groaning and just doing a hard graft today? Why would God give me a bigger car and a better car if I can't look after and keep clean and tidy the car I've got now? But we are, you know, so, oh, I'd love a Porsche. I'd, oh, I'd, 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 love a nice, I'd love a nice shiny new car. Actually, why don't we just start by cleaning and tidying and looking after what we've got today? And then perhaps God will give us that next thing. But the point is, guys, being intentional with our everydays. So cultivating, there's an intentionality, there's a building It's not just what happens to you. You have got to be intentional in making your life count for this day. Teach us to number our days. You see, Isaiah 54 says, forget the former things. Because we could look on that this morning and say, well, I I can't do what other people do because you've not seen my past. And, And in Isaiah, it tells us, just forget what's happened before. It really doesn't matter. You see, God hasn't got any favorites. God hasn't. God gave us all the same amount of love. God is not in love with some former version of you. He's in love with you right now. God says, I love you as you are right now. Just come to me in this day. Dedicate your life to me in this day. Don't worry about what's happened before. Don't worry about what's next. Just in this day, will you serve me? Just in this day, will you give me your very best? Forget the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And God wants to tell you, everybody here this morning, he's going to do a new thing in your life as you press into him, as you determine to live every day with intentionality, as you strive, those things that have been on your bucket list, your goal list, your intentionality list, as you touch God, ground and just keep saying, God, I'm going to cultivate my life to be a participator and make these things happen. It's not always easy, but you've got God with you. God is with you as you go on this journey. So these three things I just felt God wanted me to encourage us with that have been a help to me. And uh, as my intentionality with really living a Christian walk that is impacting more, um, has really been since my late 20s, early 30s. And these three points, um, I have tried to, um, in my life, prioritize well these three areas. So there's three priorities I just want to share with you. So first of all, if we want to live a life of intentionality that makes a difference, I believe we need to, first of all, prioritize each day. And how do we do that? For me, the first part of the day has got to be God. It's got to be. You know, it talks about in Ephesians 6, going out, being strong in the Lord. And how we be strong in the Lord is we put on the armor of God, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. There's an intentionality with the word of God. There's an intentionality with us coming to God. And for me, that's got to be the first part of the day. None of us would consider going out naked, would we? <laughs> you, you, you just wouldn't, would you? <laughs> you just wouldn't. Come on. Come. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps you've thought about it in, with it being so hot over the last few weeks. <laughs> but you just wouldn't do it. Then why spiritually do we go out naked some days? Why spiritually do we not go out prepared? 
Getting in God's presence prepares me for the day. However you can do that, whether it's while you're driving, whether you just get up 10 minutes earlier, whether you just, um, you know, just, just say, Lord, I'm going to get up and I'm going to just spend time reading your word. You spend your lunchtime seeking God, however you can do it. Get with God every day. Guys, when I first started doing this, I used to get, I, I'm going to get up at half past six, God. At that time, I've got two young kids. I used to sit on the side of my bath. <laughs> so I won't fall back to sleep because <laughs> I knew I, I got comfy in that chair on the set. And then I'd sit on a stool in a bar stool because if I fall off of this stool, it's going to be painful just so that I'd make myself stay awake. Now it's not an issue to me, but it's sometimes we just think I can do it. You've got to get that intentionality. You can do this. Get before God, seek God, give him the first part of it, of your day. It says in, um, Matthew 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We all can, many of us can quote it, but are we doing it? Are we doing it? Seeking first his kingdom. You see, the, um, in the message version, and actually Paul nearly stole my thunder this morning. He encouraged us with it in our early morning prayer time today in Romans 12. And verses 1 to 2, and I love this in the message. It says, so here's what I want you to do. (laughs) God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level, God brings out the best out of you, developing well-formed maturity. God just wants, he don't want you to do, be superman or superwoman. Just bring your everyday, ordinary life, eating, sleeping, walking, place it before God. God, I'm struggling in this area today. Would you help me? I'm just going into that meeting now. I'm a bit nervous. God, would you help me? God, as I have to prepare for this exam, would you help me? God, I'm tired and I've got two little ones to look after tonight and I've got to prepare a meal. Would you help me? God will. He's a gentleman. He's waiting to be asked. He's waiting to be included in your everyday life. Include him. Involve him. Not just first thing in the morning, but every day, throughout the day. Bring before God your life. Secondly, prioritize your big rocks. Hmm. Now, <laughs> here's something I prepared earlier. Some of you may wonder why on earth have you got rubble and glass and golf balls on the stage? Well, here's how I'm going to show you. Prioritize your big rocks. So for me, in prioritizing intentional life, we've got to prioritize what's important to us. What goes in my diary first? What goes to the most energetic part of my day. When, when, when I'm feeling the strongest, what do I put in that time? Throughout my week, what am I doing? 
This I got out my garden. My father-in-law was looking at me. I thought, he thinks I'm messing the garden up, and I'm not. I'm honestly, it's, it's, going, it's going back, it's going back. Here's some rubble. So what we do, you see, we can put into our lives the rubble. I've got to, got to spend an hour watching, catching up on Coronation Street tonight. And I've got to spend half an hour catching up with my mates on Facebook. And, and uh, oh, I just, I just need to sit and, you know, and do my nails and faff around for a bit. And, and we put all of that in first. So we put lots of stuff in our world. And then the other things that are important, oh, I need, I need to spend some time with my mum and dad this week because I've not seen them for a while. And I need to, need to read because that's important to me. And I need to do some exercise. And oh, I've got that big job at work. And, oh, that's going to take three of them. And I need to get that in. And, and, and then I want to do some baking because we want to be healthy. And I want to cook some. And, and I get it all in there. And, oh, oh. It's not all fitting in. It's, it's not working. Okay, let me rethink this one then. So let me let me uh, put all the the non-important stuff back. Okay, right. I'm going to put all my big things in my diary and my cat. I'm going to. Okay, mum and dad want to see them once a week. Baking. I'm going to do that every every Saturday morning. I'm going to do some baking. And I need to get that job done at work. So when I get into work, I'm going to get that done because that's going to make a massive difference to us. And I'm going to get my health and exercise in because I want to be healthy and strong. And, and I need time for Chris and the children and the family. They're going in first. They're all in. Then the other stuff goes in around it. And now... It all fits in because we've put what's important in our week, in our day, in our month first. You know, there was a time that I'd got tasks and, and work right up there and, and I knew I'd got to get more balance in that. I'd got to get, so, so things that go in our diaries first should be what's important to us. What is God saying to us in this season Time with loved ones, time with family, time with God. Get it in your day, in your week, in your month. First, put the rubble in (laughs) afterwards. Thirdly, prioritize in balance. You see, even with our big rocks, so for me, My big rocks in my life are God, family, work, health, reading, baking, exercise. They're my big rocks. But if any of those then become out of balance, I'm working too much now. Okay, that's wrong. Um, I, I spend time at the gym Far too much, and I'm not in balance here. So the gym is seven days a week, and what, what, what about my mum and dad seeing them? And we can get out of balance even with what is priority to us because it becomes too elevated in our lives and it's not balanced. 
You know, we need holidays. But if we're forever on holiday, (laughs) it's out of balance. And we've got to just ensure that we're living in balance. We're not running ourselves ragged working. I heard a phrase once that we're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. You know, we can even be out of balance where we actually know, I'm sorry, I can't spend time with you because I've, I've got to spend three hours reading my Bible tonight. <laughs> you know, hey, we, we, we need to read our Bible, but then go, go spend time with people and share what God's teaching you. <laughs> we, we've got to live in balance, guys. So part of our balance, and this is why God taught us to have a Sabbath. It's a commandment. How are you doing with your Sabbath? I know, so Saturday is mine. I try and cut off. I try, I don't do emails. I, I, what is yours? Have you got a day a week that you just say, okay, this is the day that I'm just going to, I'm going to get, I'm just going to recharge my batteries in this day. I'm going to spend a little, more, little bit more time with God. I, I, I'm going to, do those things that, that inspire me, that recharge me. Go out for a meal with friends. Uh, you know, whatever is good for you. Are we doing those things that the Bible commands us to do? Have a Sabbath. Because what I do know is when we get over busy, overtired, overworked, overstretched, out of balance, that's when the enemy has a field day. And the enemy is, our, is just roaring around, seeking whom he may devour. And he does that when our lives are out of balance. So for me, it's important for us, it's important that even with your big rocks, the things that are important to you, are they in balance? I went to, a, a, had the privilege of visiting a Um, the Mercy Home up in Yorkshire. Um, Some of you may know Mercy Ministries. It's Nancy Alcorn in America launched this. And um, it was really to help women with addictions. And um, when I went there, they'd got this beautiful health area, you know, swimming and gym and all of that. And I said, oh, wow, do you encourage all the women to, to, to get some exercise every day? And she said, oh, no, some of the women are here because exercise is their problem. <laughs> they're so addicted to it that, that it's, it's dangerous for them. So they're not allowed. They're not allowed in this season to do it. And that, that surprised me. You know, what in your life could be out of balance because you're doing it too much? God wants us to be healthy. God wants us to do all the things that are fun. But, guys, anything that's out of balance, and you know, God's telling you right now, you feel that, that, that nudging right now. There's things in your life that actually I haven't prioritized well. There's things in my life I'm out of balance. There's things in our lives that actually I need to just bring before God. I'm trying to work it out all by myself. We use this phrase a lot around Arena Church, make a difference. It's our vision Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. I believe that this, the reason the psalmist encourages to teach, teach us to number our days is so that when we realize how vulnerable and, and, and short our days are, that it makes us to live with an intentionality over our days because we want to make a difference. I don't know anybody in this room who would say, I just... I'm not bothered about that. We all want to make a difference with our lives. And that's why the psalmist encourages us to be intentional, to number our days. So I'm going to encourage us all, just over this next week, 
Would you just take some time to write your special days? Just see how many they are. Would you take some time to, what are your big rocks? What are the things that you're struggling to fit in right now that you know, actually, I need to give this the priority it needs? What is elevated to such a level that you know you're out of balance? And God's been saying to you, come on, get that back in balance. Would you just go away this week and think about it? Because I believe God has got dreams ahead of your lives. There's some goals that have been on your list for a long time that you still haven't achieved. And I believe this could be a crucial season in your life of just coming to God and just laying before him. God, I want to, God wants you to go for that dream. Those goals that have been on your list since January this year or January last year or January a decade ago. God says, I see them as you delight in me. I'll give you the desires of your heart. I was uh, on the phone to a, a lovely lady yesterday morning who for several years has felt a little bit low, um, felt that, that God had probably forgotten her, abandoned her, and things all of this week have just turned around for her. And uh, I just said to her on the phone yesterday, you see, God gives you the desires of your heart. Even though you feel at your lowest, even though that you feel you're not worthy, God says, I love you as you are right now. I'm not in love with the former version of you. I see that desire. I see that goal. I see what's in your heart. And if you just come to me, if you trust me, you see this lady has just tried intentionally over the last few months to turn things around. She's come to God. She said, God, only you can do this for me. And you see, when we do that, when we come to God and and don't let our dreams go, don't let our goals go, come with an intentionality, God will meet you right where you are. He isn't waiting for a former version of you. He says, I'm with you right where you are now. Come on, let's just bow our heads.